All right, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode. I believe that's right. Excuse me. Of uh, RamblingBeachCat.com podcast. And um, we've listened to some of your suggestions. And as much as Seth and I love Kentucky football, we're still going to bring it up. So you're going to have to deal with that once in a while. As much as we love Kentucky football, I think we're going to move into more universal news to talk about. You know, we might have a few podcasts dedicated just to geek stuff because it's our podcast and we'll do that. But <laughs> we want we want people to really, you know, enjoy this and be able to get into it. So we're going to move into some more universal news themes uh, to let you kind of know what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we are going to talk about the progressive auto insurance scandal. If you haven't heard about that, they had a they're getting hammered on social media right now for the way they handled a settlement case. And I mean, the, the, anytime you talk about insurance and settlement case, like, Oh, this could be boring. Oh no, trust me. This was all pretty much destroyed through social media. They progressives losing customers left and right. So talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the UNC academic scandal. You know, I hate to say that um, I'm enjoying this, but as a Kentucky fan, I kind of am, but we're going to watch, we're going we're to talk about UNC and how things are kind of falling apart there, and we're going to talk about my favorite football player ever, and I hope you can detect the sarcasm in that, oh. Britt Fervor, Britt Fervor, Britt, Britt, Britt Fervor, has the... sent a dong shot to the world of high school football, he, uh, he, he, well, he didn't really say, uh, metaphorical dog shot. The world of high school football. And, of course, we'll have our questions and the Dale story. Yes. As usual. Bah. Hey, Dale stories. I we mean, should have Dale talk about Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does what he has to do. You know, yeah. if there were an ESPY award for greatest comeback dong shot in all of football, I think it'd be Brett Favre. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... By the way, can, are you picking up a vacuum cleaner right now on my end? <laughs> I think it's the sound of this podcast sucking. Well, yeah, my <laughs> wife, I think she actually purposely looks for the noisiest things to do when I'm doing a podcast. Like if we do the podcast, that's when she starts blow-drying her hair, or that's when she'll turn on the vacuum cleaner, or that's when she'll turn up the TV. I sometimes wonder. You should go You should go shart on the toilet in, uh, in protest. Like, you should do the passive-aggressive thing like your dogs do. Oh, like, just poop it. Yeah. <laughs> you should poop in... Well, don't poop in the man cave, because you're in the man cave, but you yeah. could uh, poop in the uh, in the sewing room. Yeah, I could poop on the sewing table. Yeah. <laughs> Knit that! Yeah, okay. That um, is what happens when you vacuum. So anyway, uh, and, and if you think I'm being rude, like, oh, how can you say that? Your wife's trying to keep the house clean. My wife cleans obsessively to a point that... it things don't need to be cleaned. She just, it's like a ritual. Like she just keeps cleaning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, like it, so like the floor doesn't need to be vacuumed right now, but of course she'll, some of you maybe look at my floor and be like, <gasps> others of you would hopefully agree with me, but all right, let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit about progressive here. Any of you who don't know progressive insurance. I have progressive insurance. I'm a customer with them. And I have and, a huge crush on Flo. Y you know, there's something about her. I, it's like, Oh, I can't describe it. it. I mean, she's not traditionally hot. No, and it's one of those things. Like, a lot of it may be TV makeup. You know, you can tell she's she's got a lot of makeup on. And I'm wondering what it's going to look like. You know, you see those before and after shots of people like Jennifer Lopez. And you're like, wow, that's she looks like a normal person. Yeah. Like, I'd, like I'd have a shot. Well, her name is Stephanie Courtney. Uh, and she, uh, I, I've only seen her on one, she's a comedian, I've only seen her in one other 
thing. I don't know if she's funny or anything. And uh, uh, one thing that that I think is going to be proven through all this is the more a company advertises, the crappier they are. And here's what happened. Uh, New York comedian name. I mean, we try to make fun of stuff. This is very tragic how this starts off. Yeah. Uh, New York comedian Matthew Fisher. His sister was killed in a car wreck by a drunk driver. Uh, he ran a red light. She had a green. He ran a led, red light, killed her instantly. Um, he was fine. Intoxicated. The... Yeah. Now, I say he was fine. I mean, fine physically. You know, I'm, I'm sure this, hopefully, this affected him what he did. But he, uh, he hit her, and then he had nationwide insurance, and he was underinsured. And uh, so they paid out their full policy, which is 25000 and we're still owed seventy five thousand for the damages. And by the way, there was an eyewitness that saw what happened, and forensics and everything basically stated that's this is how it worked out. You know, she she was driving along, and then he ran a red light and killed her. Progressive, she had uh, underinsured motorist coverage, which I have too. If, if someone hits you who's not insured or underinsured, then Progressive picks up the slack and pay, pays it. But Maryland has a weird law where even if there's half of one percent of a chance that she might have had some fault in it. That's like no she was fault. going Yeah, she was going like half a mile per hour over the speed limit or something, that they don't have to pay out. So they refused. And they also have a law immunizing the uh per insurance companies from getting sued. You know, because that's who you want to protect. Sure. That's, that's the the those are the important people in you life. You gotta protect the insurance companies from the peons that they help. Yeah. Otherwise that's- that payout, the the CEO of nationwide is his yacht payment may not have may not have been able to make it that month. No one ever considers that. No. What happens if he misses a, a yacht payment? But it, it probably gets seized, and then he loses his wife because his third wife. The th- yes, the third wife, and the rock that he put on her. Yeah. All right. So anyway, here's here's what happens. So they they have to sue the guy who hit them, or hit the the hit his sister. He goes down to, to do this, you know, because if they can prove it in court that he was negligent and in front of a jury, then Progressive has to pay. Progressive sends a lawyer down to defend the guy that killed his sister so they won't have to pay. Now, he writes a blog post about this titled, uh, My Sister Paid Progressive to Defend Her Killer in Court, which, yeah. I mean, that's a pr- provocative blog post title. But, I mean, it went viral. It went crazy. Well, Progressive just pretty much got destroyed through that. I mean, it's going out now. Here's the thing. At this point, every corporation is evil, okay? I don't know. Everybody's have you got ties to something. Yeah. If you just yeah. dig a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll find awful things behind each But the problem was is that Progressive did two things that really ticked people off. Is the first thing is they did like a robo-tweet where people would ask and be like, what the heck are you doing? How can you do this? What? They, uh... <laughs> And and they just kept robo-tweeting the same response. Like, we're very sorry. This is a horrible situation. But we hope that this has been resolved. And, all. and it's like, really? And like, Will Wheaton, who played uh, Wesley Crusher on Star Wesley. Trek. Wesley. My Patrick Stewart isn't very good. Yeah, well, I have to admit, it kind of made me tingle a little. So it's, it's better than you give it credit you for. You know, Wesley, there are certain acts that a young ensign would perform for a captain <laughs> no, it is that, that tingle feeling gave way to fear went to my spine just now <laughs> nicholas join me in my ready room <laughs> so anyway uh he he took the robo tweet they were sending out 
and put it in one of those speak and smell things. And it was, you know, so they're getting hammered. The next thing they did is they put out a statement saying, we never defended her killer in court. That never happened. And once again... They just kept lying about it, didn't yeah, they? The, well, you see, legally they didn't. But it's funny that there's... there's and, and here, I'm going to be bipartisan here. Okay, because I don't want I don't want this to become too political of a show. I don't know uh, what that means. Bipartisan? That Bi- means... Bi- but does that exist? It, I hate all right, so uh, I'm going to use I'm going to use a Republican and Democrat for this who forgot the internet existed. Hillary Clinton, uh, when she was campaigning to be president a while ago, did a whole story where she said they'd flown to Bosnia and when they got off the plane they were getting shot at and all this stuff. And she flew to Bosnia with Sinbad, the comedian, and Cheryl Crow dodging that sniper fire. Yeah, and and C list celebrities. Yeah, actually. That, I'd watch that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> if Fox is listening, if because uh, that's the kind of thing that Fox would put on. In fact, they they just put on some show about that about uh, oh, that stripes or yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I, I don't. What a way to follow up the Olympics. You know, you fo- yeah. <laughs> now we're going to belittle people in the military service by making it a game. You know that guy who used to play Superman? He ain't so tough anymore. You know the guy. Well, actually, one the guy who used to play Superman is really not tough because he was in a wheelchair. Oh, you're talking about James? Oh, Nicole. yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry. Too um, soon. Too soon. It's been years. Come on. Uh, and then, but anyway, Hillary Clinton. I if he got a ribbon or a, a medal of participation for that event. I mean, he did come in last. You're terrible. Anyway, uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, when they confronted her, because it was on YouTube that she got off the plane and took a flower from a little girl and walked away. Her response was, well, I'm just really tired. I don't know. I mean, I wish I could do that. Someone's like, Nick, do you remember not taking out the garbage? I'm like, well, as I remember it, honey, there was sniper fire everywhere <laughs> from our neighbor. And I was I just, dodging mosquito bullets. Yeah, I couldn't remember. And then the other thing, if, if you know... um. Ryan, Paul Ryan, is that, is, I'm, I'm embarrassed, I don't know his first, the, Mitt Romney's new vice presidential candidate. Yeah, Paul Ryan. Made, yeah, made a big statement saying, I have never asked for stimulus money. And magic of the internet, people were able to pull up records where he did ask for stimulus money. Now, to his credit, he said, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Which I have to be, that's what I wish Mitt Romney would do. Like, Mitt Romney, every time he gets caught, you know, like, where they're like, you said you used to support this. He's like, no, I didn't. And then they show a video. He's like, I never said that. At least Ryan was like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have done that. But the people forget that the internet exists sometimes. You know, it's it's not like back in the 60s where you could say something and then through persuasive skill convince people you said something else. Yeah, it's not where, you know, in order to check facts, you had to send Ben Matlock down to the county courthouse and, <laughs> and, and dig through records and come yeah. up with a... <laughs> Well, so, you know, with uh, back to the thing with progressive, they uh, people looked through the court records and no, they did. They weren't defending the guy. They sent a lawyer who was there on on, ensuring progressives interests. And is someone mowing the lawn outside your house? Yeah. Yeah. That's Karen. (laughs) Karen (laughs) is made her way to my house. (laughs) She's like, I can't distract him here. No, but um, I'm going to be passive aggressive out last. So uh, they. (laughs) <laughs> they oh gosh i've lost my train of thought now with that with karen mowing the lawn on the other side of the country See, okay. it worked it worked yeah there's they they sent a lawyer down to represent their interests and they were granted full access to the defense um or to to work as a trial attorney for the defendant 
And the guy who's the progressive lawyer gave the opening argument, did the cross-examination, and gave a closing argument to the jury. I don't know, Seth. Does that sound... I mean, I've watched a lot of Law and Order and the practice and all that. That sounds like he was a defense attorney. It sounds like some Dale denial going on. Nope, I was never there. Yeah, I, I was never there. Nope, you didn't see me. Dale, so, you're you're right here. Nah, nah. So what kills me is that um, people are, you know, I mean, they're still to this day, they're saying, oh, um, you know, w- we didn't actually defend him. It's like they're playing legal word games. Um, but Progressive's Twitter account, like, for instance, here's what they asked uh, on August 12th. This was a few days after this incident. Sunday yard work inspired poll. Fresh corn or fresh tomatoes? One person put, me, I prefer to turn over the soil and also the memories of people's dead sisters to grow me some profits. <laughs> I mean, people are, are destroyed. That was that was from someone whose name was Ock at Tre, Tre, Tres Dessert, Tre Dessert, I guess the way you say it, at Twitter said that. And I mean, or they have Friday Dance Party, It's Flow, a song stuck in my head. Now I have a dance stuck in my feet. It's like, really? You're still doing this. The one thing they changed is they, they took away the flow icon. Yeah, which, the, he- the heavy flow, which is a jack yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, and once again, because, man, I mean, there's something about Stephanie Courtney. I don't know what it is. She gets to me, but... I get your heavy flow going, right? There you go. <laughs> I can't... That's disgusting. I can't watch those commercials now, because already when she was in that all-white room where all there was was, you know, boxes of empty boxes of insurance. I mean, that's got to be what hell's like. But the latest commercial has her killing a robot that's trying to take over her job. Just not funny. I, I just don't see... Yeah, at some point, the it's a lot like the William Shatner Priceline commercials. And eventually, they kind of run their course. And they, you know, it's, they're not meant to stick around forever. Yeah, but, but in light of all this, these people trying to make... I don't... Like, Geico? Geico's tried to screw me over. Like, I gotta say, Progressive at least has been a good company. Geico tried to screw me over. And I, I want someone to run over that stupid lizard. I want to see it squashed and its guts all over the pavement. pavement. You know, and I, I'd rather they spend less money on marketing and more money on trying to be a better company. I mean, I know they have to make profit stuff, but I don't know. Well, part of the reason is because they... They do so much advertising because they have such high turnover rate. Between those those three companies right there, Geico, Progressive, and Nationwide, I mean, you see their their commercials all the time, and it's because they have all this this high turnover because of high rates and people leaving. And I'm I'm glad I have USAA. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I'll tell you what was hard with insurance was a. Uh, uh, who's the dude that does Allstate commercials? Oh, Dennis Haysbert. Oh, yeah, the the guy what? from the unit goes, oh, you in good hands? Well, here's what killed me. It, uh, say killed me is when Dennis <laughs> Haysbert, when I was watching 24, I think it was the beginning of season yeah. five, and he gets assassinated, <laughs> and he gets killed, and the rest of the time they're showing Allstate commercials. <laughs> and it was that was emotionally really hard for me. Yeah, it's he, like, <laughs> he made a great president. I thought he was a great president. And, you know, you're watching this, and the first episode he gets shot in the neck by a sniper. He's been around for five seasons. Gets killed. It's like what? And, and now they're showing these Allstate commercials. I thought that like, was kind of morbid. It was kind of confusing too. It's like, wait, he's not dead. He's yeah. still alive. He was in good hands. Yeah, but I mean, he just kept showing up every commercial break. It was very depressing. So, 
Anyway. But yeah, I mean, progressive, the way their social media handle it, the way they keep trying to lie, I mean, just come out and say, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just say, or, or yes, we did this and we apologize. I, you know, it's like, it's like with, uh, Mitt Romney right now. Um, you know, he keeps getting asked about things that, that he used to believe. Like he used to say he was pro choice and now he's saying he's pro life and all. And then he'll just say, no, I never said that or no. Dude, just say you changed your mind. Yeah, it's okay. The whole idea of being a flip flopper now is such a it's such a taboo term that if you get nailed with that term, your career is done. But it's this, I've always thought it's the sign of an intelligent person who can take in new information and change their position if it's yeah. if it's warranted. Yeah, I mean, just say, "Whoops, I guess I shouldn't have said that." You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. But progressives just—they're—they're they're just still pushing ahead. They're still trying to be the hip, funny company. You know, still putting things like yard work. You know, Sunday yard work inspired poll about corn and tomatoes. But everyone, right? I mean, they're losing customers left and right. But but one thing I will say, I, I do like it. You know, I like the fact that there's almost you know this this whole internet mob mentality can sometimes be terrible, but other times it can hold a company in check because they said after all this happened, they've agreed now to pay the family. They said, we've reached a settlement. It's like, no, you didn't. You were forced into it. Yeah, yeah. We should go, yeah, we should go flash mob that white room of hell. Yeah. See, if, see if we can get some flow action. <laughs> getting, getting some flow action sounds so wrong and yet so right. <laughs> yeah, and nationwide, don't think we, we know that you're crappy too. Yeah? Yeah. Nationwide will f*** you blind. Don't say that on our show. <laughs> but I, you know, though I still think Stephanie Courtney's hot, and not typical. I can't describe it. I would normally something about her. I Concurred. Don't know. Concurred. I, I, I just I can't quite place my finger on it. Moving on. Yeah. All right. UNC academics. Seth, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off on this? There's some big stuff going down at University of North Carolina, which that state has some of the best universities and worst. Uh, public education in the in the United States. I don't know how that works, but go ahead, Seth. Yeah, big scandal uh, going on in the sports world that hasn't been getting a whole lot of coverage uh, until just recently. The backstory to this is since 2007, and it's basically been proven now to go back to 2001. There have been a series of courses offered at the University of North Carolina that you're not going to believe uh, what some of these courses are. And and these courses have been filled mostly with uh, student-athletes, football, and also (laughs) basketball players. You just just actually called student-athletes. The NCAA would be very proud of you. I did throw up just a little bit in my mouth when I said that. I I know how it goes. There's a a great article about this by uh, Greg Doyle. Uh, from cbssports.com. It amounted to the Afro African American Studies Department offering a slew of courses, a lot of and some of them even independent study courses where you would not have to go to class at all and write you would have to write some kind of term paper at the end of the semester to gain your credit. I mean I've I've done independent studies before and usually they're for higher education students for people uh, for higher higher degrees to work one-on-one with a professor. What happened was a North Carolina state 
fan on a message board posted the transcript from Julius Peppers. And he, Julius Peppers plays uh, football for the Bears now and played in North Carolina, up I think, up until 2001 when, uh, when this whole thing started. We've had academic scandals before. If you remember, Nick, we always joked about Florida State in 2007 when we yeah. played them in the Music City Bowl. And they lost they, like half their team. <laughs> they, lost, they lost like half their team, and we only beat them by a touchdown. But that's beside the point. Uh, we had yeah, Florida State, they had 61 players who cheated on an online music exam. North Carolina has at least 54 tainted classes. <laughs> you just said tainted. I know. I worked it in. I worked it in there. Yeah, 54 classes. That's crazy. That's a crazy amount uh, of academic fraud that's been going on. And, of course, North Carolina fans hate the fact that a North Carolina State fan got his transcript and posted it, which is illegal, last time I heard. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. We talked about this before. The first thing is, you know, I don't understand with this whole transcript leak thing that happens. For instance, this guy, has, has there been any news about something happening? Because that's a federal crime. And, I mean, is anything going to happen to him? Has, has there been? Have you seen any news about anything happening to this guy at all? Not yet. And it's probably, it's one of those things that once all of this gets settled, I mean, we're talking, there's potential here for championship banners to come down. Yeah. Well, it won't, it won't get covered, though, because it's not Kentucky. So. Well, it's starting to get covered. It, it's starting to get picked up. I mean, CBS Sports, that's national media, and uh, something will eventually come of this. It's too big. I, and granted, it's kind of in the shadow of the whole Penn State uh, Sandusky scandal. I mean, ap- academic fraud is nowhere near the level of you know what happened there. Yeah. But North Carolina had two national championship teams. From two, in 2005 and was it 2009? Yeah, 2009. You better believe there were some some of those ba- there were some basketball players in those classes. Yeah, was wasn't one of them? You said Swahili. Yeah, some of the some of the classes were absolutely hilarious. Like Julius Pepper's transcript, there was a a, a class. Ele- yeah, elements of drama, which he received a D. How do you? I took a thing. How do you receive? Get this, there is an African-American studies course called Black Experience, and you got a D plus. Wow, that's rough. <laughs> that's embarrassing. How do you, I mean, you're you're black, right? Yeah, that's pretty rough. How do you, yeah. Uh, hey, you was... would be surprised, though. Hold on. You'd be surprised. Like, we have, uh, my Spanish teacher says that some of the lowest scoring students that she has are the kids that, that come over to America and they don't speak English. They're Spanish. Yeah. They speak Spanish. And, like, that's... She says they get some of the worst grades. Yeah. So you'd, you'd be surprised. <laughs> he got a B in independent studies. That's the highest grade he has on his transcript is a B. English composition, intro to African civics. And the the uh, real, real... The ironic one that I found here, applied ethics, which he got a D. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So... I don't understand. Like, I really don't understand how. Well, I mean, first thing, I mean, yeah, this is bad. But let's talk first of all. You know, his transcript gets leaked, and the reason I'm so sensitive about that is Pete Thamel. You know, writer now for Sports Illustrated, used mm-hmm. to be for the New York Times. 
you know, he gets transfer slapping over there. Oh, I'm I'm playing with my new uh, ATST right now. Is that what you're calling it now? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> no, I, it was your lightsaber, and now it's your ATST. <laughs> dude, this thing is awesome. I I, I bought an ATST. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I don't care what any of you say. No, but uh, here's the thing I don't get is like Pete Thamel over with uh, Sports Illustrated. He gets these transcripts from Florida. Like he found transcripts on one of our guys, Eric Bledsoe, and tried to have him, you know declared ineligible he, he did his darndest but couldn't uh did the same thing with cam newton and he's getting tra- he has a source at florida that gives him transcripts yeah somebody in florida and and i there there was some kind of rumored connection between uh richard patino yeah rick patino's son yeah being this being the potential source or billy donovan but i don't think he would it doesn't seem to me like he would do something like that but you never know but there yeah. is a source somewhere. Yeah. And, and how is, I mean, that's a federal crime, you know, leaking students. How they can't go to a Pete Thamel and be like, all right, well, uh, you are being subpoenaed because you leaked these transcripts. Like, how does that not happen? Like, I don't understand why, I mean, if that's a federal crime. Yeah, it's one of those things that when when all of this finally gets settled, and there were some you know, the University of North Carolina tried to emphatically state that this was only from a period of 2007 to 2011. And it's what got Butch Davis fired, the yeah. football coach there in 2011. But now now there's proof coming out that it started in at least 2001 and probably as early or even a couple years earlier than that and they're going to have they they've said they're going to launch their own independent investigation oh, that's the that's the funny always, part of it yeah those are always it's like we're going to look at our own pants for the poop yeah, <laughs> but, yeah so they're after it's all been dealt with and the and the NCA has done what it's it's going to do it's like then is there enough steam left in the story to go after the person who posted the transcript? Because you're thinking in this instance, the person who posted the transcript did the right thing. Yeah. There was academic fraud, and it's one of those, uh, it's a tough decision to do the ends justify the means. With the Eric Bledsoe uh, transcript deal, there was no absolutely no wrongdoing there. Yeah, but I mean, Pete Thamel did everything he could. Sure, and it, it, it's based out of a, a vendetta against John Calipari. Now you could say a North Carolina State fan has a vendetta against UNC, but still, I think in this case, fifty four tainted classes. I love saying that. <laughs> you said that thing. word again. I'm sorry. I just like it when you say "taint." Makes me laugh. We should wipe the slate clean yeah. of these tainted classes. But yeah, I just don't. I don't get how. And I mean, Julius Peppers came out with a statement saying, "Yes, that's my transcript." No, there wasn't any academic fraud. Which is kind of like, uh, yeah, I think there was, sir. But you know, he's saying no, there wasn't any academic fraud. Um, yeah, there, there's there's documentation that some of these independent study classes had one basketball player in it, an enrollment of one basketball player in one of these classes. It's pretty rough. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I don't understand how these guys can just get illegal transcripts and say, well, oh, it's a source. You know, you should be able to be subpoenaed. But I guess, I don't know. I guess they're above the law or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway. Let's uh, move on. Yeah. 
Final thing is that uh, Brett Ferver. Brett Favre. My favorite. Uh, Am I good? Yeah, I hate Brett Favre. In case. Am I good? He's a gunslinger. Okay, so I have to pull this up really quick. Make sure I'm getting you okay. In Hattiesburg, <laughs> Mississippi. your ATST. Yeah. Oak Grove is the name. Oak Grove assistant coach Brett Favre. He's the offensive coordinator for a high school down there. They routed their first team, their first game, 64-6 to last Friday. On a, Their opening touchdown was a trick play from Brett Favre. You know, oh, and by the way, Seth, we had a, a question earlier, and it's answered. I found a picture. We'll get to that in a second. But Brett Favre is the offensive coordinator for Oak Grove High School. Now, if you don't know about Brett Favre, and part of the reason I hate him is his whole little prima donna, I need everyone to notice me, so I'm going to pretend to retire every year. And look, if, junk. Yeah, if you, if, if you will, look if you, at it. Yeah, aside from sitting dong shots to women, uh, one of the look things about, Wrangler. <laughs> about Brett Favre that I hate, I mean, he also, like when he was with the Jets, he had to have his own special locker room. He had a special locker room away from everybody else. Well, he wanted he privacy got... to take those dong shots, you know? Actually, you know, maybe it was functional. I can see that. But uh, Brett Favre, he went in and he did this. Uh, he went in and he, he's, he, every time he retired, he would ride his tractor over to this high school and take <laughs> snaps. And I'm not kidding. This was, And take snaps with the team. You know, basically show off in front of a bunch of high school kids. Now, first of all, you can't tell me this guy cares about kids so much. that you know, I mean, this, he's a bad person. Okay, I wouldn't want him around kids. I wouldn't want him around cheerleaders. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried we're going to see like a row of pregnant cheerleaders. And yes, he's, it's not just Jen Sturger. He tries to cheat. Now, here's the thing. Tiger Woods cheated on his wife with multiple people, and it was terrible. I mean, cheating on, on your spouse is, is, a, is a crappy thing to do. But at least when he cheated on his spouse, you know, people were receptive. Brett Favre tried to cheat on his wife multiple times, not just with Jen Sturger, with other women. And... uh didn't work out too yeah, well, but I mean, miserably. yeah, I, I'm. Cons- I think some of these high school girls might not know any better. And if you yeah, think I'm calling yeah, Brett that, Favre that lonely, that lonely fat cheerleader down at the end, she just ain't gonna know better. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think I think he'll move up to the captain by the end of the year. He'll be playing the position of Brett Favre. There will no longer be a quarterback on the team. It'll just be playing now, playing Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Well, here's and here's the thing we were laughing about. Is, first of all, to Brett Favre. One thing we were wrong, we wondered if Brett Favre sat on the sideline in a uniform with a helmet, you know, to call plays. But the other thing is, does he sit up in the press box or does he go on the field? Because if you're in the press box as an offensive coordinator, no one sees you. You know, there's no cameras. You're you're in there by yourself. He's on the field. Oh, I found a picture. He is there on the field. He is there on the field screaming at a ref. So, (laughs) yeah, Detroit Free Press has a picture of him. Screaming there. So Brett Fervera is now an offensive coordinator for a high school. Am I good? I mean, I just, oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I would not want him around children in any way, shape, or form. He's just a bad. I don't know. Seth, do you think, do you think my hatred of Brett Favre is, a lot of people tell me it's it's overdone. I mean, do you think my hatred of Brett Favre is, is just too much? I don't think it's overdone. It might be a little over-exaggerated, but that's by necessity. I mean, I just, oh, I hate the guy so much. I mean, I really do. He's just a gunslinger, Nick. He's just, just trying to make a play. Like, that's the other thing. I'm not denying that he didn't have some great moments. I actually used to like Brett Favre. That's the thing. Is I did, there too. Was a, yeah, but the whole, I'm going to retire, and then and then that's the thing is, I've never seen someone get so much leeway for screwing up, you know? I mean, he, he throws into triple coverage, and they're like, well, he's just trying, he's just a kid out there trying to make a play. He threw into triple coverage. 
He was scrambling. Yeah, it's like why did he? You know. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I, I will say I liked Brett Favre the best when he lost to John Elway in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was that was wonderful. Because yeah. I'm a Broncos fan. There you go. And of course, John Elway became kind of a jerk too. Later. Yeah, that that kind of hurts. Yeah, John John Elway hates Jesus. Well, Tim Tebow, but you know. no, he owns a lot. Of, <laughs> he owns a lot of car dealerships, though. That may, it kind of makes up for the Jesus hate. How does owning car dealership make up for hating Jesus? When you have more money than God, Nick, you can do whatever you want. Apparently, there you go. So, or if you're a reporter for the New York Times, you can get illegal transcripts and no one asks you. Or if you have if you have a cell phone with a uh, camera on it. Yeah, you know that's one thing. Let me let me. Here's a lot of you don't realize this. Like the Brett Favre sent dong shots to Jen Sturger, and uh, and he used a bat phone. Now, if you guys don't know what a bat phone is, besides you know Batman, uh, when athletes want to make their booty calls to random girls and stuff, and not have it traced to them in case the girls try to, they buy prepaid mobile phones, and then ditch them. You know, when they're done with different things. So, I mean, they have, you know, phones that aren't traceable and stuff like that. I mean, you wonder how these athletes go around hooking up with girls and it's not all over the tabloids all the time. That's one way it happens. Well, anyway. I'm going to start asking people for a bat phone pretty soon. <laughs> Just like, like you have a bat excuse phone? me, give me the bat phone. Get a bat phone right now. But, uh, but Brett Favre, he, uh, he took these dong shots, sent them to Jen Sturger, and there's these voicemails. And dong shots that all come from the same number. Now, Brett Favre, in the investigation, he refused to cooperate. That's a that's the uh, press's tiptoe way of saying he refused to let them compare pictures to see if it was him. But he admitted, he said, yes, the voicemails were from me, but no, the the shots of genitalia were not mine. That means, at best, if Proven Brett Favre was telling the truth, if he was telling the truth, which he wasn't. But if he was telling the truth, that means he has shots of some random dude's dong on his phone. Yeah. I got over that phase about a year ago. I don't know about you, Seth, but I don't I don't I don't keep those on my phone anymore. No, occasionally it's a nice prank, but our <laughs> our pranks are a little more classy. You know, it involves mooning each other and sharding on toilet seats and classy yeah. things. But that's he tried to say he goes the voicemails were me. But those shots were not of my genitalia. It's like so. So you had pictures of another man. That's that's the only other explanation. But since everyone knew it was him, some other guys in your Wranglers, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, oh, okay. I can't talk about Brett far much longer. I'm gonna puke. Uh, the final thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do questions, and then we're going to tell a not yeah not a not a very nice tale. It's kind of a. Kind of a scary Dale story, actually. What was yeah. that? Was that? That was, that was my Dale outburst. Oh, okay. I thought that was like your roommate tried to do a Dale fire. Bah! That was a little bit scary. Fire it off. So, all right. So anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, questions here. What have we got? Karen, my wife, asks a question of us both. She said, "What was your worst public sharding incident?" And Seth and I, we discussed this a little bit before the show, kind of cheated. Uh, Seth wanted to say that it was when he barged the toilet at my house. Uh, my wife came up to me after Seth, you know, was here, and she said, Nick, if you want Seth to stay over here again, he can't all over the toilet upstairs. Like, what? And sure enough, there was Seth diarrhea all over the outside. I think that was the night we ate all-you-can-eat shrimp. 
and the night that you were farting, it was when we did the poop cast. Was, yeah, I cleared the podcast. I, I, and I had no idea. I was clueless. I when because I came back, uh, I went to Charlotte for a few days to visit my family, and then came back, and all of a sudden I just get assaulted with these accusations about me pooping all over or something, and I had no idea. Usually, if I if I do something and I always look, right? Don't you don't you always oh, look you to see what you've done? Yeah. How I did I, I have no idea how I missed that? Like how I how I p- could have possibly missed pooping all over somebody's toilet. But you did. You barged my toilet. I did. I barged it. Yeah. But I'm it, kind of sorry. But I'm. But now that Karen's been doing yard work in two different time zones. On our podcast, I'm not. I'm not that no, sorry anymore. No. You know, I'm not either. I'm not either. I was a little bit mad, but I I don't hold any ill will or any malice she, towards you at all. She can take that as premature passive aggressiveness. Yeah, I knew so, it was going to happen. That, but the other thing we were going to talk about was I remember when you started taking that weight loss stuff, and I don't know if you ever sharded, but you would sit there and be talking to me. This was in college, and all of a sudden your eyes would pop open. You'd be like, "Oh, random dump!" and you just run to the bathroom. Like, and like, you would just at the most inopportune times, like we'd be talking about something, all of a sudden, "Oh, random dump!" and you would, and it wasn't like because the bathroom was right down the hall, and you'd hear you go in there and just, <laughs> "What? What was going on? Like, why? Why did that happen?" Well, we it's it was it was those pills. And my my friend Lewis was on these too, and, and we were both. Uh, trying to lose weight on these things but they're the pills that prevented you from absorbing fat mm-hmm. in uh so whatever fat you would eat in your diet your body wouldn't absorb it and it would well there's only one way for it to come out and so you know it it, it had to come out the old poop shoot and <laughs> we, we we called we nicknamed these pills the big orange potato because <laughs> what would happen was it would basically just be this greasy it looked like the top of a pizza would come out come out uh, along with whatever else you were passing at the time so the, the other disadvantage was you could not fart at all if you farted even the slightest there was going to be a piece of pizza in your pants you were going to have giant orange stains in your pants and this wasn't skid marks or anything yeah, everybody gets skid marks from time to time. Just from but I would say ninety-five percent of my underwear has skid marks in it. Well, you're Greek, so. Nick, and you remember I taught you how to wipe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, I don't gotta, you just leave a little bit story. left? You were like, no, no, no. You, you wipe till it's I, gotta, I, was like, I would have to tell that story here. No, not right now. No, no, I refuse. <laughs> not right now. We'll save that one for another poop cast. But anyway, this. This is literally like, this isn't like skid marks. This is literally, you're Greek, you'll understand. This is literally just like pouring olive oil down your shorts. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, and you would ruin underwear because that would not come out. That, that would stain, it wouldn't come out. So, yeah, that was, you. if you farted even the slightest, you knew there was going to be some sludge. Oh. So that ended that pretty quick. That's a terrible way to live. Isn't it, though? That's not even worth weight loss. Like, who cares? At that I point? decided at that moment, you know, I'll just be fat. Like, why? I mean, oh, that's just terrible. <laughs> like, why would they even? Okay. Well, anyway, all right. 
Uh, the next question we got is from Randy. Is Joe as stupid as he sounds on air? The short answer, yes. Yes. The long answer is Joe's actually really smart when it comes to technology. Like, he's kind of like an idiot savant. Yeah, I always said he he looks like the uh, an aphasiac Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, with, like... You look at him and you say, that man should be wearing a bicycle helmet, but he's fixing my iPod right now. And he knows what he's doing. And he works tech support, you know, and I mean, so, uh, I mean, he's he's not an idiot. I mean, he knows what he's doing as far as technology, but after that, things get kind of dicey. He, he has trouble with a lot of simple concepts. Part of it is he keeps coming back for the abuse we give him. Yeah, like you guys think that we're like you know that was one of the questions. You know, why are you guys so mean to Joe? It's like he he keeps like he keeps coming back for it. He could at any times you know like be like you guys are mean. I don't like you. I'm not going to hang out with you. But that's not the way it works with Joe. And then he gives up the sweet loving. Yep, always, always. All right, Stacy asks, why would you do an entire podcast about poop? Why not? How do you not? How do you not do it? podcast about poop well you remember, remember we talked about we want to have more universal themes what's everybody more universal poops. yeah what's more universal than that everybody eats poops and sleeps and poops some more yeah what's more universal than i don't understand like how this is a problem like you know stacy i'm sorry you know if you're listening now but i, I really i don't get why that's a problem i'm wondering why she's complaining about poop and not dale haven't you heard our dale stories yeah, well, actually, that brings me to my next one. Philip asks, is Dale a real person, or are you making him up? And one thing I do have to stress, I know you know people exaggerate for these things and stuff. But we are not exaggerating. In fact, we're trying to get other people from our trombone days, when we played trombone at Kentucky, to come in and tell stories so that they, you know, this stuff all happened. This is all, these are all bona fide, verifiable uh, stories. Yeah, that were shared by a communal group. Keep keep in mind that Archer Bone Studio is usually somewhere between twelve and sixteen people each until year. the end when everyone was quitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but now I and I was the last. I was the only one out of my class to graduate. Yeah, I was the only one who finished. You, you and Brad were the only two out of your class to finish, right? Yeah, we were like some miracle class. It was supposed to be like the greatest ever, and then. And then no one stayed. <laughs> Everyone was like, forget this. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go be an art this. major. Yeah. But, oh, Kate, if you're listening, we love you. We, but, love, uh, we love art majors and Kate yeah. Shannon. But, yeah, I mean, actually, that's not our last name anymore. Oh, that's right. She just got married. Congratulations to Kate. Yes, you're making fun of her. You're like, I'm going to Congratulations. <laughs> you're such a jerk. You and your orange poopy pants. Making fun of that. But, anyway, so... Now I've lost it. He he really. We're trying to get other people from the studios, to, or studio, to come in and and tell stories. You know, even even to the point we're asking wives and girlfriends to come in and tell stories because uh, that's the thing is I think a lot of people don't believe us. They're like, oh, there's no way. Yeah, it's always great when you get the outside perspective from the studio, which is actually a couple people uh, in our our featured Dale story today. Oh, well, we we can't do a Dale story though without. Oh, yeah, for that. Now it's time. Weekly Dale story. I don't know why the American Gladiators thing works. So anyway, Seth, you want to go ahead and start off what happened here? 
Uh, well, let me set the stage here, and then you can tell us. We, uh, we, uh, you know, this trombone studio, we made up a thing called a trombone choir. I know it sounds amazing. We had a lot of problems with girls trying to get into our hotel rooms when we went on tour. It was, it was... Think Rolling Stones, only marching band style. Yeah, it was it was tough. But uh, one of the things we did is we'd go around and we would play uh, at different high schools to recruit. And uh, the trombone choir I mean, it was mostly guys. And you know, I'm not trying to be chauvinistic at all with this. I've known some girls that are are more outspoken and tough than a lot of guys. But the girls in our studio, in addition to being very good players and and girls, they were really sweet. If you know what I mean, like they mm-hmm. they wouldn't be mean to other people they were very nice and it kept us in check because we could all be jerks sometimes and they would be like hey guys y'all are acting like two-year-olds and of course sometimes that would just go this on but other times it's like oh yeah you're probably right and i mean they were very sweet girls very nice girls not confrontational i can't think of a single girl we had in the studio that was like like the rest of the guys that we were very angry mean mad a lot of the times they were very sweet very nice girls and we felt pretty protective of them. I mean, you think maybe they get eaten alive. They could hold their own with us. Don't we run? Probably it helped they were good players, too. It wasn't like they were just sweet girls couldn't do anything. They were good players, but they were non-confrontational, which that'll play a key part in the story in a minute. But Seth, I'll let you go ahead and tell where this story kind of goes. Alright, well, we uh, had decided to take on a, a pretty difficult piece called Procession of the Nobles, and the three girls in the Tremont Choir, Dora, Valerie, and Sarah, all had some pretty difficult parts to play. And our first high school gig in the morning, the piece had gone kind of rough. You know, we got through it. it we thought it was going to be okay. We get to Lafayette High School. Which was a huge school. I mean, huge, lots of- Yeah, it's, it's probably the, between them and Dunbar, it's probably the biggest band program in Lexington. And we get to Lafayette, and we set up for the uh, Tremone Choir in a double block with uh, Dale in, the, in front of us conducting. And we, Dale decides he wants to start running Procession of the Nobles again and again and again. So we're practicing this, and we're getting a little frustrated, saying you know, it, it's just we can't play it that well right now. It's just going to take some more work. And so Dale starts getting more frustrated. Yeah, play it again. We're gonna let's play it again. He's got a stand set up behind him with a metronome and a tuner and all his little other musician paraphernalia on it. And he goes back. He's playing, messing with the tuner. He messes with the metronome. He comes back. He's play it again. And then so he starts singling out Valerie and Sarah and Dora. Yeah, play your part. Yeah, yeah, both you play. Yeah, let's do it again. It's not perfect. Play it again. And we're sitting there going, come on. Uh, come on, Dale. Really? Do we really have to do this again? It gets to the point where they are physically shaken now. They're they're actually crying. Like, I looked over and I saw them starting to... They're really torn up about, about this because Dale is just reaming them for something that they just didn't have the capacity to do at that yeah. moment. So we're still playing. We're still rehearsing, rehearsing the same piece. In the meantime, the bell rings, and in starts walking the class. And this is, uh, the band room has been cleared, and all these kids start coming in, and they start single file, just filing in and sitting down on the floor. 
Well, Dale's still going at it. Now let's do it again. He goes back. Basically, everybody is seated. The room is quiet. I've never seen a, a quieter room of high schoolers in my life. You could hear crickets <laughs> chirping. They were watching. They were watching a massacre. So yeah. <laughs> they're sitting there like, oh. They had never seen. You couldn't see that much blood and gore on an Xbox. You sound really old just now when you said that. X Xbox. That's what these kids are playing. So there's two there's two band directors there and there's two student teachers from the tuba studio. Now, the tuba studio always gave us a hard time. They would always say, "Guys, you're just being immature. You guys are you guys are complaining about Dale way too much. Come on, just get over it. He's not that bad." Well, they're about to be proven wrong. <laughs> so Dale moves through about four rows of kids to get back to his stand to put the metronome on because we're going to run it again. And so we, we're still rehearsing. We're about five, at least five, ten minutes into the class period by the time we're supposed to have started playing. And we're running it again. And I'm really, I, at this point, I'm really pissed off. And you know, the, the girls are crying. Finally, Dale decides, all right, well, you know, I guess, do we want to play this or not? It's like, no, let's just not play it right now. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. So we start the concert, we play the concert. Well, no, but as soon as he says that, he turns around and goes, all right, uh, welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're the University of Kentucky Trombone Ensemble. He just made a bunch of girls cry and then, like, turns around and is like, all right, everyone, uh, welcome. <laughs> like, turns on the charm, like, instant. <laughs> what little charm Dale had, he turned on, like, right at that moment. He was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got I to gotta wear so many different hats. I got to be a recruiter now. But so we, by the time we get to the end of the concert, we are all fuming. Dale, as much as Dale always railed on us for being professional, you know, never, never apologize for your performance. Never, never be unprofessional. Well, a number of us confronted him, Lee especially. Lee was ticked. Yeah, we each, we talked to him individually. We talked to him in, in small groups. I remember, and by the time we got out to the parking lot, there were three of us, and we were talking to him about it. Like, Dale, how could you possibly? It's like, you, you, there was a sea of kids there. Yeah, and then we met with the studio, right? Didn't we have a... Yeah, we had a big meeting. I remember, this is where I talked to him. We had a big meeting, and he, he was sitting there, and we just said, you know, we thought your behavior was complete. He goes, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, it was you guys who couldn't play your parts. You couldn't. We were like, Dale, what... You know, you always turned around and listened. I said, Dale, you were acting that way and making people cry in front of an audience full of people. He goes, you know, okay, I mean, I guess that was my mistake, but I had no idea anyone was in the room. I didn't know. I just said focused. Yeah, and so I, I explained to him, I said, okay, even if we could believe that you didn't hear the bell ringing and kids walking in. And this, I'm not yeah. just saying this to myself. I said this to him. I said, you had to walk through yeah. a sea of kids and walk yeah. over kids yeah. to go yeah, get yeah. the metronome. And come back through them. He goes, nope, didn't know they were there. I'm just, I'm just that focused. Yeah, so you can see where we're just like, okay, you know what? What are, what are you supposed to do? How do you argue with that? You can't. Yeah. The fact that you're arguing means you've lost. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, that. Yeah, that's right. But those two student teachers, Andy and, and David Jaggy, they both, afterwards came up and apologized i remember they, they came up and said 
I'm sorry I ever doubted you about Dale the way he yeah. is because they saw it. They saw it firsthand. Yeah, and it's, it was kind of vindicating because, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, he can't, like, you guys who hear these stories, like, he can't be that bad. And then it's like, no, no, he really is that bad. And that was them. He made these, made these poor girls cry in front of a room full of high school students and then denied that he basically had any, any fault in doing so. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed a modified version of the podcast. We'll continue to take. <laughs> You're supposed, supposed to talk over the theme music. Oh yeah, we will. Uh, we will take your suggestions. Uh, we will hopefully have some guest Dale stories. One thing you know would be really meta, Seth, if we actually had Dale come on and do a Dale story. That would be hilarious. I would. I would probably piss my pants the entire time. Like if we, if like Dale, tell us your top five Dale stories. Like, what do you, what do you mean, Dale stories? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one time with Nan. Uh, Nan. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 We're not going to get into Nan again. His obsession yeah. with Nan. So anyway, but uh, we uh, will continue. Are you still there? By the way, my microphone did something weird. Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, you're here. Okay. Uh, so there. anyway, uh, we'll uh, continue to tweak the podcast a little to your specifications please send in your questions you know we we know our moms are listening but we <laughs> but you know i'll hear things secondhand like joe will say hey i have a friend who told me he likes your podcast but he thinks that you change subjects too much so you know give us your feedback we're here to listen and uh we'll be back next week we're here every wednesday if you have questions you would like to send to the show please send them to questions at ramblingbeachcat.com that's Questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Say it one more time for the Ephesiac Philip Seymour Hoffmans out there. That's questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. I, I like how sultry that was. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. I turned myself on with that. All right. So, uh, Seth, any parting words? No. Thanks for listening, if you are listening. Yeah, thanks, um, Mom. Mom, Dad. Well, now Dad won't listen to this. <laughs> oh, that was rough, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i'm not sure he knows what a podcast is i don't know it, it's it's one of those things that is that some type of drug the teenagers are doing is that <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um your mom didn't know what a podcast was remember no she's like no. I podcasts all the time it was like uh yeah all right well thank you for listening and we will see you guys next next week <laughs>